This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm going to shock the world right damn now. It pays to turn it on, leave it on. And you're getting a chance every hour to win $1,000 in your chances right now for the 1 o'clock hour. Each hour is part of our national contest. We're giving you a chance to win $1,000. Here's the word this hour. It's camera. Oh. Yes, C-A-M-E-R-A. Camera. Text that to 72881. That's 72881. Text the word camera, and you will be in the mix to win $1,000. We're doing it every hour, all week long, so make sure and roll. Really, just Tolo. Listen all day, every day, and you won't miss your opportunity ever. There is a big sports issue going on. That involves another nation and billions of people, and it's hypocritical, and a lot of people are angry about it. We'll get into that coming up at 120. Uh, But, Ben, we need to talk about the job that Kellen Moore is doing early on because there is an indication that perhaps he's getting his pants pulled down a little bit early on in this process. Now, you had brought this up. We had uh, Travis Frederick on last week. We had him on every Monday at 1040. Make an appointment for that. But after the Saints game, he was talking about the Saints seemingly knowing when run plays were going to be called. And they were run blitzing at the same time. And they had it all figured out. Well, then, you know, we can go one week later and you play the Packers. You stop thinking about the Saints game. But this audio started surfacing yesterday afternoon. And what's this dude's name? Is it Steve Weish? Sam Weish. Steve. Steve Weish from the NFL Network. Here he is talking about a report he got. Uh, from some Saints players this weekend. You said their offensive line, they're, they're banged up. That's part of the issue. Now the question is, is Dak Prescott the real deal, or is he one of those quarterbacks, as football people like to say, who functions well when things are functioning all around him right now? Now, of those interceptions, one of those, at least at the very end, was not on him. Look at the miscommunication on the route. Even so... Dak Prescott has got to play a little bit better and a little bit smarter. He got fooled on a couple of occasions. Here's a little nugget. I was just with the Saints. Players told me when they played the Cowboys two weeks ago, they went back to look at Boise State tape when when Dallas offensive coordinator Kellen Moore played quarterback there, and they saw some of the hand gestures and some of the things that he liked to do at Boise that he's incorporated into the Cowboys offense, and they were able to pick up some tendencies from that so now maybe there's a team's getting a read on what Kellen Moore likes to do, and that may be a part of the reason why Dak hasn't had it so easy the past two weeks. Mm, okay, well, again, you mentioned this. When Travis was on, basically said he thought they were doing this. Mm-hmm. like That they must have figured out some hand signals or they were stealing signs or yeah. because they were every time the Cowboys would go into a run, uh, then the Saints were bringing a run blitz. Mm-hmm. Now, look, that was you know the Saints game. I, I don't think that's what happened in this game. Obviously, against the Packers, the problems that they had were more about their 
defensive inability to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Offensively, they moved the ball at will. They just had some critical mistakes. They were marching right down the field with minimal resistance when that first interception happened. Yeah. And, and that and game changes dramatically. Do you really think the Packers rely on the running game the whole time if they're behind? No. And no. Uh, although I feel like I'd rather they were running the ball than, than passing the ball, um, but they scored you know four touchdowns on their first eight drives. And that changed the dynamic of the game. When you get down thirty-one to three, uh, that changes everything. And Ze- you know, as we pointed out, Zeke was averaging over five yards a carry. He was doing great, mm-hmm. but they had to abandon the run because they got down in such a big hole. And they only had I- twelve carries. And again, you know, the biggest reason for that is just you know the Amari drop. You know, the 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 ball that he gets all ten fingerprints on. Yeah, it was a little bit behind him, but he gets all ten fingerprints on. And it ends up being an interception that goes back the other way, 37 yards. That's a huge momentum shift in a game. And it's just, you know, that was Amari's bad. Mm-hmm. But you can look at the overall game he had. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's been, I saw somebody, uh, our buddy Bob was uh, putting out some of the numbers since he got here. And he's basically been the second best receiver in all of football since the moment he arrived. It's been huge. He's been brilliant. And so, okay, you're going to be up a guy who, who, who has been arguably your best overall player. Since he's been here, he just made a huge mistake. That changed everything. But they didn't lose this particular game because people were guessing Kellen Moore's hand signals. But hopefully, you know, something like this getting out is good. Yeah. Because if one team could do it and they're willing to go back that deep to do that sort of, yes, I don't know, spy work, then other teams could have done it. So now, if nothing else, I guarantee you they'll switch things up now if they haven't already. Do you know how great it is for Kellen Moore to learn this lesson in the September of the first month of him running an NFL offense? Does anybody think that a guy who thinks like that is going to keep making the same mistake twice? I would be more worried if it wasn't about stealing signals. I'd be yeah. more worried if it was about picking up tendencies of when they're going to run already. So let's go sure. back. let's go back to a point KT made yesterday about the big game-defining play early on in Cowboys-Packers where a ball bounced out of Amari Cooper's hands into a defensive back who then returned at 37 yards, mm-hmm. right? That's a huge game-changing play. Not only do you stop the Cowboys from scoring, but you also, they got great field position. Flip the field. Yeah, they flipped the field. So what you were talking about yesterday is you were talking about a play design that had the Packers tied up in knots. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly executed, which called a scissor route. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly executed. It just, I'm sorry, the, the play was perfectly executed. The catch obviously wasn't. So the whole point is that this offense is going to move. This offense is going to put up points. They simply have to stop turning the ball over. Now, Dak's second interception, that was terrible, right? That was a terrible read. Oh, he, yeah. Dude, the second that the receiver was in motion and no one went with him, guess what? They're not in man, so you don't really have that excuse anymore. That's a lack of awareness. But this is what what happened in the Saints game. They lost 12-10. to 12-10, to 10, and they had two fumbles at midfield. This is not a problem with offense. This is a problem with turnovers. And that is way more than anything, whether it's defense, whatever you want to say, Turnovers outweigh any other reason the Cowboys aren't 5-0 and right now by a large margin. So if your position is that you think this is going to be a big turnover team, then I totally get it. You should stay worried. If you think that this is more of the aberration and they'll cut down these turnovers, then there's not a lot of reason to feel like this is the end of the world and this team can't compete. I think it all depends on the health of the line. Because if, if 
Cam Fleming's playing, there's going to be a lot of turnovers. It's going to be a problem. If Tyron's back, you're okay. If Lyle's okay, Zach's okay. If that line's okay, I, I don't think they're going to turn over the ball a lot. But I think if they, if you're looking at Dak just being under relentless pressure at all times, they are going to be in trouble. So I'm hoping for health in that regard. Um, the the one concern where I am at this point, uh, now that we the dust has settled for a couple days, is I just worry about their linebackers. And here's why I, I worry. Because I thought they, it was one of the biggest strengths, if not the biggest strength of the entire team. Like, I believe in Leighton Vander Esch. I think he's a freaking stud. Um, Jalen Smith has had those flashes where he just looks dynamic and so fast, so all over the field. And Sean Lee is your third linebacker. And those guys were out there a lot together in this game. And that's that's fantastic. But if that's the strength of your team and those guys are being put in position to make plays and they're not, then what the hell is wrong? If the world, if Cowboy Land has vastly overrated how good Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are, it's going to be a long haul. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's probably my biggest concern is just wondering, did we grossly overestimate how good those guys were? There's still time for that not to be the case. And I hope that we are, we are accurate, that uh, those guys are pretty darn good. But, I mean, you need them to play significantly better. Right now, they're probably the, I don't know, that's probably the biggest sore spot right now on the entire team. It's week five now going into week six. And I, I, I'm not worried about the linebackers personally. Um, I, I'm going to have to see a little more to be worried about them just because of how good they were last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about all these, last week. all these problems, whether it's linebacker play, whether it was defensive line play, uh, turnovers. I, I look for like trends, uh, long-term trends. Mm-hmm. And of all these problems, what of those Kicking. is more of a long-term trend? Kicking, Kicking, but I think that's down on the list a little bit. I mean, kicking, just like I think it's the defensive line, not overall, just the, you know, susceptibility to giving up a big game every now and then. Mm-hmm. Happened a couple times last year. Remember the Colts game? Mm-hmm. They got them pretty good at the end of the year. And that was kind of a letdown game. We kind of felt that. After kicking but, the Saints' butt, so they that, did that. Turnovers is not some long term trend with this team. It's something that's important because. For obvious reasons, but it's also even more important when your defense doesn't get turnovers. Mm-hmm. But you know the fact that there were minus three in turnovers—that's not going to happen very many times this year. Probably who, won't happen again. And by the way, I, I never looked up the stat. Who? How many percentage of the time do you win when you lose the turnover battle by three? Uh, so in twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. teams that lost by three were two and forty one. Okay. In twenty seventeen. Two and forty-four. Oh, so in 2016, basically, four and forty-three. So about five percent of the time. Two and forty-six, and then one and forty-three in twenty fourteen. You don't win games when you're. You minus don't win three games. Terms. You don't win games. It has to be crazy outlier. Well, you guys remember the, the one game that always stands out in my mind is Romo threw for five interceptions and Nick Folk kicked a field goal from midfield to beat Buffalo. Yeah. And I'll never forget Romo after that game. Like, God, they just totally bailed my ass out this game. I mean, you need a miracle. To, lose, to win a game if you're going to get beat that bad in the turnover battle. I used a total recall to have that wipe from my memory. I don't remember that game. Uh, by the way, update on the Richard Sherman uh, oh, handshake situation that with Baker thing. Mayfield. Uh, Richard Sherman did say on Twitter uh, he didn't shake my hand. That's from his verified account. Okay. Now he said five minutes ago, so you don't see any difference in the way I shake everyone else's hand and the guy who stands back with the petty shake? This is to shut it down. Was BS, and I took offense to it then, and then he turns and runs off. It's not that big of a deal. 
He said that five minutes ago. So now he told the world that Baker did not shake his hand. Then video surfaced of him shaking his hand. He goes, well, it's the second time. He didn't shake my hand the second time. Now he's saying, okay, well, it wasn't that because some of the other guys ran off too and they didn't shake my hand a second time. It was just the petty way he shook my hand. He didn't really get up in there with a nice hug and handshake. He didn't He didn't mean it. What in the hell are you doing, Richard Sherman? He's making a mockery of himself, which is why I think it has to be a wrestling bit. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, what a giant disaster that this league has on its hands. We'll try to sift through it next right here on The Fan. Before we get there, let's talk about the greatness of Pluckers. Yes! Now, Thursday, we're going to be at Pluckers in Dallas, and we'd love for you to come have lunch with us. That's right, Pluckers in Dallas off Lovers in Greenville. It's one of the original locations in DFW, and, man, it is an awesome location. If you're anywhere in the area, please stop by. Bring your whole crew. Bring your fantasy league. Bring your buddies. Bring your coworkers. Bring your family. Bring your mom. I'd actually like to meet your mom. I've met uh, her. She's a classy lady. Go yeah. ahead and let her come out and have some lunch with us. Uh, we're going to be having lunch at Pluckers in Dallas on Thursday, and you are cordially invited to join us from 10 to 2. All right, it's Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening today. And, uh, man, I cannot believe how soft Kevin Durant is. Okay, I can believe how I soft Kevin is. I guess the track I just, record is there. But I thought at some point he would stop being Sherman. I thought at some point he might be bounty paper towels. I thought he would just ramp up one notch. He's so, so soft, so sensitive, so thin-skinned. Yet he chooses to swim with trolls constantly. All you got to do is block them, mute them, or better yet, stay off social media. Yeah. I don't understand why athletes subject themselves to that. There's no upside for you. Right. It, it, unless you can ignore the noise, there's no upside to a pro athlete being on social media. Honestly, unless he's going to use it like Dak Prescott's using it, mm-hmm. which is just to use it to. Uh, I mean, add value for his advertisers. Maybe that's part of his deals. Right. Hey, listen, we're going to pay you this amount of money. You got to give us this many tweets. No problem. I'll get a million followers on Twitter and then I'll just kind of use it. Uh, or, you know, maybe he's using it for his foundation, for his charity. That, but that I don't see Dak on there ever. Dak's not really on there just sending out tweets about what's going on in his life. Right. Hey, uh, hey, I'm sitting down on a patio right now. I don't, I don't see him doing that. And I don't see him engaging with ha- haters. And KD is at it again. It's been a bore. It's been a uh, busy morning for Kevin Durant. Now he's dealing with, now he's dealing with uh, East Coast trolls. So somebody sent, somebody put this out today. They didn't even copy Kevin Durant on it. Oh, he went and found it. He went and found it. Oh dear. This guy named at Kira Betts. It's my guy. Karat. His name's Karat. Karat says he's a Knicks fan. He says. He's wearing a Knicks jersey in his profile pic. Nobody asking for an autograph from KD in New York. It's straight fade on sight for that P. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Durant finds the tweet and responds, I don't believe you. Oh. So he's saying, hey, I'm not fading. I'm not. I'll I'll fight you on Twitter right now. I want to fight you with my torn up Achilles. He went and found it. He wasn't copied. So somebody else gets involved. This is at J-Y-Y-Y-L. That's my guy. Jay says, KD, why you act like you can fight and uh, a New York fight ain't regular, B. Yeah. Just letting him know, hey, we're in New York now. Right. KD responds to J-Y-Y-Y-L. You don't even know that guy and you want to be his cut man? <laughs> ah. Now... 
That gives uh, at T-I-L-O-6 a chance to weigh in. Now he's getting involved. I wanted to hear from him. He says, you messing with the wrong fan base. Bro. Kevin Durant has to respond to all of them oh, now. He's got the no ones he says, what are you going to do? Boo and tweet me insults? Have at it, champ. <laughs> I call it someone champ is great. Then he put out there for everybody, not just, not, he didn't put this out there just for Kira Betts or J-Y-Y-Y-L or Tyelo6. Yeah, my guy. He put it out there for everyone. Boo me every chance you get if that makes your experience better. Somebody says, oh, this is the Pootsinator. The Pootsinator comes at him and says, you'll find out soon when your home court is filled with Knicks fans, as always. Wait, is the Pootsinator a Russian bot? I don't. I think he's a Knicks fan. Okay. Kevin Durant gets back to the Pootsinator. He says, let's wait and see. All right. Then New York sports guy gets at him. Oh, Bill Simmons? You got to get a girlfriend or something, dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's New York sports guy. Then Kevin Durant says, girlfriend or not, I'll still be in your head. Oh! oh! So he thinks he's winning. He is. He thinks he's winning. He is. And then he he says, yes, that's Twitter culture. Yes, that's Twitter culture. So he says that to himself. He okay. tweets himself with that. Did he do an SMH? Uh, then uh, Nick's No Drama tweets him and says, sorry, KD, but you don't open a baseball stadium next to the Boston Red Sox and expect it to be successful. It will always be Red Sox country, just like it will always be Nick's country here. Kevin Durant responds to Nick's No Drama. He says, you can do whatever you want when you got billions, LOL. I'm sure some people will come and watch. It's a lot of people out here. Oh, that's, that's a good point. There's a population yep. point that he made there at the end. Why is he responding to everyone? I think he's had a pretty, uh, I don't know, productive day. What? A, what I mean, a, why does he need to respond to? I look at the comeback trail and I feel like he's making a lot of inroads here. Oh my god. Anyways, what is he uh, going to do? He's not going to play this year. I, I you guys realize I, that, right? He's going to get on Twitter. He's farting around with Knicks fans. He's not even going to play this year. <laughs> Imagine how bad this is going to be. Imagine the, being a Knicks fan. The whole city of <laughs> New York, if they realize he's responding to Kira Betts, J-A-Y-Y-Y-L, Tyelo 6. That guy's dope. Yeah, and uh, the Pootsinator. I like the New York sports yeah. guy. If he's going to respond to all of them and really let them get in his head uh-huh. so he can get back at them and say, no, 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 I'm in your head. Right. And I proved it. If you unleash 12 million people or whatever it is in New York, oh, my God. I'm not uh, I'm not down with the Pootsinator unless his avatar is riding a horseback <laughs> shirtless. You know, the key to life really is not caring what people think about you. Yeah. And yeah. I know that's easier for some people than it is others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a guy who was terribly concerned with what people think about me, and then I quit doing that, and I found that I was much happier. It'll liberate you. Yeah. For me, it'll stop caring what people think about you. For me, it always depends on the mood I'm in. Certain yeah. times I'm in a mood and I just don't care, and certain times it gets to me and I want to bow up and go head to head. I mean, almost all of that is regulated by my current mood, almost always. Yeah, it's very rare that I can be in a non-agitated mood and just walk away. If I'm agitated, I'm like ready to fire back. Mm-hmm. If I'm pretty chill and things are going my way, I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. What a dumbass. I just move on, man. I just like to mute or you know block or just move on, man. Because there's too many damn trolls. Yeah. God, there's a lot of trolls. Anyways. Uh, keep KD in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so everybody is uh, seeing this story. You may be engaged with it. You may not. 
But it is uh, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Houston Rockets, had a tweet on Friday, I believe it was, uh, standing with uh, the freedom movement in Hong Kong, which at the time you have Houston Rockets playing NBA preseason games over in China, and the Chinese government was very upset about this, and there's a billion you know NBA basketball fans in China, and so the backlash was fast and furious. The owner of the Rockets uh, publicly condemned Morey and then had to come back later and say, hey, I got a great GM. He's not in any danger. Daryl Morey issued an apology. The NBA issued a statement and then had to come back and issue another statement. And it's bringing up all of these questions because the NBA has probably been the most progressive league in terms of empowering the people that play in the league to speak their mind and say what they want to say. There's been obviously a lot of back and forth with the president and some of the NBA teams, like the Golden State Warriors, for example. And so it's opened up this huge bag of worms, and 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 people are very angry about, well, why would the NBA not take a stand against China? Why are they kowtowing to China and that money? And I'm trying to process all this. And my first emotion was that I was very disappointed in the NBA for not being true to it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why was the NBA doing business with China in the first place if this is the stance? If the stance is that you're not willing to engage with those people in any way because of what how the government has behaved, why are we over there in the first place? The Mavericks went over there last year. I know Donnie Nelson has done a lot of stuff with the Chinese people. And the NBA's position is, look, we love the Chinese people, even if there's things about their government that they that we don't agree with. But this is a very slippery slope, and it's very treacherous because the NBA has been so out front on so many social issues. And even though I have very limited knowledge about the history of China, I do know of some massive things throughout history in which the Chinese government was way in the wrong here, and things have not changed much over the years. Yeah, and I admittedly don't know a lot about this. I have been over there. I went to Shenzhen, China a couple years ago. I've been to Hong Kong. I, but I, I don't know a lot about it. So admittedly, we're just kind of having a roundtable discussion about all this. I did find it to be a little alarming because all Daryl Morey said was, hey, stand with Hong Kong. Uh, what do he say? Something about freedom. Yeah. He's endorsing freedom. Right. He's saying, hey, it's great. And people, the tweet has now been deleted. People should be free. Yeah. And then to me, it reeked of what? We do more business with China and the Chinese market than any team in the NBA. We have you know, Chinese uh, writing on our goalposts. It's mm-hmm. a huge part of our brand. We have uniforms with Chinese writing on them. So you just insulted a big investor in our company. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wait. And so the owner has to come out and immediately distance it from it. The right. tweet gets taken down. What did Daryl Morey do that was really wrong? Well, he, he offended an oppressive government. <laughs> That's right. what he did. Right. He offended uh, an author- authoritarian government. And so now uh, it's like, okay, well, when you do that, they shut down business. Um, so there are stories. So immediately they they can't they canceled. I believe the Nets were over there opening a school and they canceled the opening of a school um, because of something the GM of another team said. Right. I mean, none of this is like really logical. This is what happens when you get into dictator situations. Right. This is the whole deal with, hey, uh, the supreme dictator golfed today. Yeah. And he got an 18. He had 18 holes in one. Right. He was very pleased with that. You're not dealing with logic or reason the way we've come to know it. 
And there is a level of panic because, at least in our country, it's like, well, hey, we can be critical of our own country because we are our country. All of us are mm-hmm. our country. We all represent our country. Um, our country was a band of rebels in the first place, right? Theoretically. Um, yeah. But when you start getting into this other entity and all this money is at stake then suddenly hey i thought we were all speaking our mind and everything's okay well you can't speak your mind with people that are quite frankly uh lunatics i mean when that is the mindset and the nba taking the position hey no 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 this is about the good people of china just as many chinese people are fans of the nba as americans but you are dancing with the devil Mm. but the whole point of this to me is you are already dancing with the devil if your stand was uh, no, 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 the NBA has to refuse and they have to stand up to China. Why are we there? If that's what the position is, why are we there in the first place? Money. In some ways, it kind of goes back to that thing that uh, Ellen was saying about her and W on a much smaller scale, but it's like, okay, hold on, we're not allowed to in any way try to um, engage with those that think different than us. But it was the unspoken, it was the elephant in the room, and Daryl Morey accidentally shined a flashlight on the elephant. Right. Like, oh, oh, there's an elephant over there. Right. Hey, listen, we want to apologize for Daryl Morey for shining that flashlight over right. there. Right. He, We meant to shine the flashlight on this huge pile of money. And in a lot of ways, I kind of feel like this is the NBA's kneeling moment. I do, too. I do, you too. Um, but it's, golly, man. It's ugly, and it's complicated. There's a million yeah. different layers to it. And you've already brought up just points here that I haven't thought about. Like the idea that it's for the people over there. Can I let me let me tell you guys a really crazy story just to kind of put in perspective how crazy this is the NBA in China. So think about in the grand scheme of the NBA where I fit into this. I am a tiny tiny little piece of sweat on a butthole. That's where I fit into the NBA big picture. I was walking in the bowels of the AAC. This is 2 seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And two probably early 20 something Chinese people, they were a couple that did not speak one word of English, not one word, walked off the elevator, and they saw me, and they freaked out. They knew who I was because of our broadcast being streamed over to China. That's huge. Think about the absurdity of two people from the other side of the world that don't speak English recognizing me. Right. And that's where you said, that was a moment where I was like, oh, my God, our product is going all over the universe. But, dude, I've had those thoughts as well we've talked about this this idea of all right because then because there's 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 commerce there's business mm-hmm. and the idea okay let's do a uh let's let's do a let's find somebody who uh speaks the language and let's reach that huge passionate nba fan base over there because there's so many people and let's figure out a way to make money i didn't i didn't stop and i've been there mm-hmm. i didn't stop to think about oh wait a second and so I'm a hypocrite. I'm, you know, I'm, I didn't stop to think. Wait a second, that's an oppressive government, right? It's an oppressive government. But are the what are the people? The people right. in, in company, you know, embody the country, right? You know, it, it it is very complex. But I got to tell you, you know, as someone that has been very proud of the way the NBA has handled a lot of things, I was immediately very disappointed. And then I was sitting there thinking, well, what if I had tweeted the same thing? The Mavericks would have had no choice but to fire me. I don't matter. But why can't they do both? I, I, I that, mean, that Adam Silver released a statement today, like a second statement, saying we're not trying to silence anybody. We're trying to be cognizant of all of the things that go in on this. People were mad that Steve Kerr didn't immediately attack China, and his comment was, okay, I sent an email to my brother who's a professor of, his, of China history because I don't know. And I thought about this. I was like, man, I don't know. I know China's done a lot of bad things. 
I know it's an oppressive government, but I don't understand why there's capitalist interests in a communist country. I don't know all the details of this. I'm confused by their history. I simply don't know. I know it's a communist government. I know that the government has been very oppressive, but I don't know the history of China. I simply don't know. I don't know the recent history. I know, uh, what was it, Tiananmen Square, where there was a student protest. I believe that was the late 80s or the early 90s and the imagery of those students standing up in front of those tanks. I don't even know what that led to. I just know it was some moment in history that I saw in a newspaper. I'm not versed in well-versed in this. And think about this. Shippy's got something here. There's a South Park tie-in Yeah, so there was, a, there was an episode last week that South Park came out with called Band in China, B-A-N-D. And basically, it mocks Hollywood for shaping its con- uh, content to please the Chinese government. And so Beijing has responded by deleting all clips, episodes, and discussions of the Comedy Central show. And then South Park... Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of it, came out with this official apology yesterday. They said, like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. Xi doesn't look like (laughs) Xi doesn't look just like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the great Communist Party of China. May this autumn's sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? Okay, wait a second. There is an update here from Darren Ravel. Uh-huh. Houston Rockets logos are being deleted from a gym in Shanghai. Yeah. Dude. Uh, and they're showing it. They're painting over all Rockets logos. So think about this. So think about what, hold on. This is the absurdity of where you are treading by even doing business with China in the first place. All he said was he supported freedom. And so the response is, we will cut off all business ties from you now, your entire league, for the statement that one person made. All the money, gone, go away. Like, my favorite part of Shippy reading that statement was hearing Lucius laugh in the background off <laughs> mic. I mean, it, it is it is absurd. If, if your position is, wait, this is oppressive, then why were you there in the first place? Yeah. Hey, uh, in other news... Des Bryant is constantly posting videos on social media with D-Rob Always Open, the route coach that oh, we've had on yeah. our show. Oh, yeah. He's been on our show before. He's a good dude. I, it looks like he's serious about coming back. You think? I, I mean, who knows? But he's in the lab working on his game, at least, and he looks healthy. I have no idea. I don't. There's no context. No one's trying to guard him or run with him. I don't know if he's necessarily fast or anything. He's obviously big. But he's, I mean, it looks like Des. And if he's, is he, is he serious about coming back? Could you see any scenario? What would the scenario be to, in which Jerry would bring Dez back? Here? Oh, how many injuries would have to happen? I think if uh, Gallup and Cooper got hurt, but they had a winning record, I think they'd bring him back this year. If he could pass a physical. <laughs> could he pass a physical? Okay. I have no idea. I hope he can. Yeah. D-Rob's on the case, baby. That's right. We need to try to get Dez to come join us in studio. That'd be fun. Uh, anyways, dude, I appreciate that. That's a complex discussion, the China thing. I don't, I don't. I, I realize like we have a, a lot of listeners that are immediately like very upset by this and don't oh, really hear about it. Well, sure. You know, because I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of aspect of the NBA that has antagonized the president. And, you know, a lot of our listeners don't appreciate that and they hate that. And I, I want to be re- respectful of all these different opinions here. And if the NBA is going to go that route, then why can they be okay with backpedaling to China, right? There's, dude, this is complex. And I think, you know, if you're going to be 
very vocal about uplifting all people, then that matters all the time, no matter how much money is involved. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm certainly disappointed by a lot of this. It's the Ben and Ken Show, 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.